You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your host, Armand. You can follow me on Twitter at Armand Wake Up. I was about to say at, at Armand Wake Up. <laughs> um, it's been a while. Uh, Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. ClockRadioSpeakers.com has our iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram. We don't have uh, an Instagram. We should. <laughs> we don't have an Instagram. We don't have a YouTube. Um, but that's we okay. Definitely, we should definitely have a... I'm trying to think of... What's the, what's the one for the young professionals? The, you, the Snapchat? <laughs> we, we, wait, wait. We could get a LinkedIn. No, we can't. A LinkedIn would LinkedIn, be LinkedIn, that's what I'm thinking of. No... A I, clock radio speakers would be a, a clock radio speaker Snapchat would be hilarious. <laughs> I don't think either of us have ever had an episode where we've gotten our 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 point across in fifteen seconds. Right. Um, so uh, everybody, as always, I am Doc. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Doc underscore Beats. S not a Z. Um, speaking of SoundCloud, we uh, we had our our uh, our biggest month ever uh, since we moved to SoundCloud and clock radio speakers. Um, we typically don't really talk about numbers because. You know, it's not really about that, but we just men say- lie, women lie, and so do numbers. Thank you, Armand. Um, no <laughs> that was my rapper rant. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> we are, boy, we are already derailing. Um, and uh, no, we don't typically talk about it, but I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been sharing, who's been commenting. Um, SoundCloud's been really good to us. Um, it's funny our download numbers, like people who subscribe via a podcast, you know, app on their phone or whatever, those have stayed pretty consistent. But we've picked up this huge audience on SoundCloud since we moved there last summer. So thank you to everybody who's uh, who's sharing, who's listening, who comments, and um, yeah, I think that's all I want to say. So um, our mom, we have a special guest today. We do. Um, I like to introduce. This is really bizarre because my my worlds are colliding here. This is uh, one of my best friends. Uh, Kelly is on the show. Uh, Kelly, can you tell tell the good people of Clack Radio Speakers why you're on the show? Um, I'd like to introduce myself. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly Bakes. Um, I have been friends with Dave for a uh, doc to you all. Um, <laughs> That's okay. For, she, dropped the, she dropped the government. So. I did. I'm We're, sorry. Um, it's like that was with Seinfeld where Costanza was complaining about relationship George meeting fun George. Like right now, music. Music doc is feeding real world Dave. It's a it's a bizarre. But I'm sorry, I, Kelly. I cut you off. No, no, that's okay. I, uh, it's a weird world for me uh, too because you know I listen to you guys, and so to be in it is kind of a cool experience for me. But I have been friends with Doc for ten years. We went to college together, and um, I've also been a hip hop fan for a lot longer than that. So yeah, I'm excited to be on the show. More, more importantly, you were in my wedding. Oh, you, yeah. uh, you uh, proudly used to wear uh, my Wu Tang hoodie. If they're they're nothing to uh, something with. Right. I can't think can't think of the word, but yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, and and where can people follow you on Twitter? People can follow me at uh, Kelly Bakes. I bake lots of things that make you really hungry, and I post about them. You can also listen to my podcast, which is about boozy things, foodie things, and uh, geeky things, I guess, at Alphabet Soup Pod on Twitter. Well, look, look at that. We got our plugs out of the way. Um, yeah. Armand, what, what have you been up you to, man? Talk, just you talking about the fact that you have a podcast about food is already making me hungry. <laughs> Yeah, it's so it's, it's, it's it's more liquor than food, but uh, <laughs> so if it was possible to make you drunk on words, we try and do that. 
Okay. Uh, so, Amon, what have you been up to, man? Oh, I am I am now child-free. That's what I've been up to. The I, I, daddy-daughter summer is over. Mm-hmm. She is back with her mother. My house is quiet. My fridge will soon be stocked. Um, <laughs> I'm a homebody, so I won't have to hear chance of dad. Um, I can watch my rap battles in WWE Network in peace, even though she I completely brainwashed her into wrestling this summer. Um, that's been pretty, pretty much it. See, but, but I saw the picture on Instagram. It's a little bittersweet, obviously. Oh, I, oh my God. Yes, absolutely. I miss All my right. child, um, already, you know? So yeah, we had a, we had a great summer. We traveled and, you know, we had daddy daughter bonding moments and all that good stuff. So no, absolutely. The real Shout question my- is what hip hop did you introduce her to this summer? All, anything that sampled Michael Jackson, she was all into. <laughs> um, so. She got taste. Yeah, so I went everywhere from, you know, she already knew about SWV right here. She knew about, like, the, the basics and stuff. But I, I played her the, uh, the Camp Low Cooley High remix with the Lady wow. in My Life remix. Oh, I went, oh, I went in. You went I played deep, her. You, you went deep catalog. I went into, um, I played All That I Got Is You mm. with the Maybe Tomorrow Jackson 5 sample, Ghostface. I went, I went, I went, we went some places. We went okay. some places. So she 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 uh she recorded her first song yesterday. <gasps> oh my uh, gosh! Was, How old is she? She's eight. She'll be nine in a few weeks. Oh my gosh! And and yeah. what 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 music did she use? She basically just she uh she did a cover of TLC's Waterfalls. I was hoping you were gonna say No Flex Zone. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> like anytime the radio came on and I just heard like. The Migos, the Migos. That's how I know I'm getting old because I had the. <laughs> the to, you were on the radio or on the internet and you were listening to the Migos. <laughs> and then you went on the Twitter. Went on the Twitter, sat on to the Facebook. Um, yeah, anytime I heard that or no flex zone, and I just immediately turned it off. Like, nope, nope, no ignorance over here. So we, we uh, yeah, we, we racked it out, man. We, we, the best part was like, you know that left eye rap is pretty hard to enunciate. And she did really well. She stumbled on a few parts, but she did really, really well. I was very proud of her to stick with it and make the flow right. And I taught her how to punch in and all that stuff. It's funny. It's funny now that, okay, there's two things. One, last week's episode, we <laughs> talked about Cormega and punching in. I said my daughter would never listen to Cormega. However, I taught her how to punch in. One. <laughs> two, we have Kelly on the show who just said that she's a, a big hip hop fan. After we just went into an entire tirade about what type of hip hop we would want our significant others to listen to. Um, Look at us. La- right. Last week's episode, Kelly, was um, absolutely hilarious um, because I was, pa- I was like trying to, I was trying to get our mom riled up and I was painting a picture where like he's, he's <laughs> waiting to go on a date with somebody and the girl pulls up and she's blasting like CNN and Foxy Brown, bang, bang, like ridiculous volumes. And he's just terrified. He's like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> Never. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, there there are worse things. At least at least she's she's blasting hip hop, you know. She could be blasting like Raffi and then you're really screwed, but <laughs> <laughs> or, or she could be listening to the Baja men in twenty fourteen. That would be <laughs> right. She's still trying to figure out who let the dogs out. We are very topical here on Clock Radio Speakers. This is very exciting. Um Doc, why are you so like when we have we go off track like you're always like oh my god we're going off track this is what we do son i know you know i try to i try to keep some focus but inevitably it goes wildly uh, wildly askew and of course the the side b of last week's episode you know creatively titled my daughter will never listen to cormega or whatever we titled it 
ironically, one of our most popular episodes in a very long time. So I, I think people do. Maybe they like it when we go off track. Did you tag? Did you tag Cormega in in the? <laughs> did, so did he possibly listen to it or fans of his listen to it? Did we get backlash in the comments? We got no backlash in the comments. Okay, I got I got to check. I randomly checked the comments, but I need to be like really really check. But this week, what are we talking about this week, man? So the reason why we wanted Kelly in the show. Um, little controversy around um, everyone's favorite female rapper, Nicki Minaj. I thought you were going to say Iggy Azalea. I thought you were going to say Azalea Banks. <sighs> Funny guy. Um, we've talked. <laughs> we've been talking about. P.S. Uh, um, when you type in Iggy Azalea, I just want you to know because I was doing some research earlier, and the I think it's the second thing that comes up is Iggy Azalea booty. So. Just to give some context and a little bit of a prelude to our conversation. This that exa- actually gives great context. Right. This is exactly what we're talking about, right? So um, Nicki Minaj posts on, on her Instagram. By the way, I had to actually, for the first time in my life, check, check Nicki Minaj's Instagram. And I, you know, on the one hand, oh. it makes me feel old that I had that reaction. But I can't. Yes. Right. I, I'm trying to th- But then I, I immediately thought, you know what? You know, 18 years ago, if Instagram existed, I would have absolutely followed Little Kim on Instagram. Right? <laughs> You're not gonna follow Little Kim on Instagram. No. I don't wanna I'm sure number one, I'm sure she does. I'm sure she does. And number I'm two, right no, now. I'm not. I, I'm I'm live Googling. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh, you. No, you fit right in. It's Instagram.com slash Lil Kim the Queen B. All one word. So you best All one word. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's Shall got ba- she's got baby pictures in her uh in her headline. So it's not not quite what you would imagine. Okay. So so Nikki releases this album cover and it is how, how do I describe this accurately? Um it's attention getting. Yes. It's not even an album cover, it's a single cover. I should be I should be clear. Um for a, a record called Anaconda which is I I mean is this technically the third single? Uh shoot, this might be the fourth. You've got Looking. Yep. You got yes. I'm not saying the A. I'm saying it with an E. Yes, okay. with with Soldier Boy. You got pills and potions, and you've got a now you've got Anaconda. Okay. I feel like she has another single. I think that's probably it. I think the first two the first two were just sort of like teaser records. It was really pills and potions, and now this. Yeah. And and so she posted it, and uh, she has her back to the camera. She is wearing thong and blue Jordans, and she is squatting, and you are seeing everything. A whole lot of Nikki. Um, There's a lot. There's a lot to Nikki. <laughs> and, and so I, I, have, I have my own opinion, but I, you know, I'm actually curious. So Kelly, when you see this, what is your first reaction or do you even have a reaction? I have to say I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised coming from Nicki Minaj. Okay. But it's, it's, I mean, it's surprising in the sense that it almost takes you a second to realize how naked she is. Right. Uh, um, just because... I don't know, maybe it's her body positioning or something, but she just, I mean, the first thing you notice is her ass, let's, let's be real. And then after that, you sort of like process it. And I don't know, it's like, it's also kind of not, not provocative in a way. It's, it's, it's very, very strange. It's like, it, my first thought was like, oh, damn. and then my second thought was, well, I guess it's not that bad. But then my third thought was, well, yes, it is because you're just, you know, staring at this basically almost naked person. So, I don't know, a lot of, um, a mix of emotion, um, just surprising, but then also, I don't know, I had testing because I was trying to think, is it more provocative or less provocative if she has, like, I'm thinking of, like, when J-Lo came out on the red carpet and she was wearing that 
super plunge line um, dress and people made a big deal about it because, you know, it was barely covering everything. I'm thinking about when little Kim came out and she had, you know, just her nipple covered. Um, like that to me seemed more, almost more provocative than this cover in a way, which I was surprised that I had that thought about. But like that was my initial reaction. And Armand, how about you? I agree with Kelly in the sense that I wasn't shocked. Um, it just kind of solidified what you and I said, um, like, well, you said it last week, Doc, that like now it's like panic mode. Like it just, <clears throat> she's always had a very sexual image, um, but this has been the most overt. Um, and it's like, wow, this is like, this is what we have to do to sell some records and get some attention in 2014. Like, you know, is does, does Iggy scare her, her and her team that much? Or, you know, is it an instance of she just wants to do it? You know, so I, I, again, I wasn't surprised, but to me, it brought up a whole list of other questions that had nothing to do with, you know, the music and everything to do with everything else. I think the other thing, too, that you have to think about is like, what's the breaking point? Like, at what point does right. it like what like where does the shock value end? Like, like right. th- there's there's got to be a limit to what you can possibly do before you are standing there naked on the cover of, of an album, you know? Right. Right. Like when I when I first saw this, I, Armand, I, you know, we've talked about sort of Nikki's rollout in previous episodes, sort of as news has come out about this. And, you know, I felt like they were basically like pulling the emergency ripcord. You yeah. know, like it's like oh yeah. no, it's like oh they they they're going. This is the nuclear option, right? You know, like they're they're like here is this male ideal of Nicki Minaj, complete yeah. with Jordans, right? This sort of yeah. like you know she's really you know appealing to a certain sort of male you know um, ideal here, and it's almost like they said oh well you know the single is doing okay but not amazing, so here we go. Here's what we've yeah. got, and. You know, so to give us some context, Pills and Potions is currently 46 on the Billboard Hot 100. It peaked at it peaked at 24 and it's falling. On the Rap R&B chart, it's 12 and falling. So it's not a disaster, but it's not exactly. I mean, let's be honest. It certainly isn't as successful as something like Fancy, right? But even I mean, to but shoot, what is right now? Well, right. But even this to you know to not even say we got to compare all songs from female rappers to simply say it's not as it's certainly not as successful as I think her label hopes. Right. Yeah. So when I saw this, I was just like, well, this is what, you know, they're out of options. And yeah, because they can't do anything after this. Like they've got to pull the trigger on on the release date after this single, no matter what it does. Right. I, I would suspect so. I mean, the thing is, though, this single will get a ton of attention simply because of the album cover. I mean, sure. the cover for it. Right. I mean, you know, she's on her social media. Like on, like I said, I did research. I went on her Instagram and she's she has been vocal, feeling like she's being held to a different standard. She yeah, posted yeah, yeah. all these pictures. She posted a bunch of pictures of like the SI swimsuit issue of girls and thongs with their with their you know with their butts to the camera. And she's like, "Oh, this is okay. This is okay, but I'm not okay." And I was like, "All right, wait a minute. That is we can. There's a whole other episode about the SI swimsuit issue. That is suppose that it, that that issue of that magazine exists to have models in swimsuits." Like, I mean, whether we like it or not, they, those exist not because we're trying to sell swimsuits or because we're trying to sell, we're trying to talk about sports. It's because they want to sexualize those women. Like, whether that's good or not, that is the point of that magazine. So for her to like sort of go, why is this okay, but not me? It's almost like she was, it's almost like she was confirming. Do you know what I mean? It was almost like she was saying, well, how come they can, they can be, you know, they can be open about, hey, 
I want to be gawked at, but it's not okay for me to want to be gawked at. Does that make any sense? It it does. I think it's interesting too, because I'm looking at her Instagram right now. Right. She posted it like six days ago, right. a picture of it's three um, kind of skinny girls yep. who, who, you know, could maybe do a few squats com- comparatively. Right. Um, and the caption is angelic, acceptable, LOL. Right. And it's this idea that the girls are kind of like, they all have their hands around each other and they're looking back innocently, but it's not really, despite the fact that these girls are, you know, just wearing very thin bathing suit bottoms, they're, they're completely topless, but right. it's like oddly not that sexual comparatively. Mm. And the fact that these girls are like smiling, they look like they're having a great time. They're probably in like France or something like that. Um, it doesn't really like, I wouldn't look at this. It's not as provocative just by, just by their posture alone. It's not as provocative as a woman who's like spread Eagle in a thong, um, you know, kind of like looking suggestively at the camera. So I mean, it's it's speaking to a lot. I think it's it's speaking to the fact that you know Nikki's trying to assert herself as like a like, like that she does have credibility that she is you know kind of like a bad chick, and you know she wouldn't be it wouldn't be as provocative if she was just standing there like looking over her shoulder you know wearing the same thing. It's her positioning. It's her. It's her gaze at the camera and it's also like who she is as a rapper and, and the shock value. Right. Right. She's painted that picture mm-hmm. um, long before. Right. Uh, that if you scroll down her Instagram, that that's not the only sexually subjective, se- sexually suggestive picture that she's had. Um, so then that kind of makes me mad. Like when people, you know, it's, it's your fault that my hands in the cookie jar. Like I, I, I really can't stand how we tend to paint ourselves as victims sometimes but it's like you you made that bed you know so accept both sides that come along with that accept the praise and the attention that you get but also accept the criticism and the backlash because you know kelly like you said body language uh played plays a huge role in that if it's if if it's two people wearing the exact same outfit and they can tell two different stories based off of one person having their hands in their pocket looking down and then another one with their you know with their hands in the air smiling tells two totally different stories and I'm, I'm even looking at her Instagram from like a month ago where she's talking, you know, she's like retweeting things about uh, tweets from MTV talking about pills and potions. And she's pretty clothed in most of these pictures. You know, she might be in suggestive positioning or like making, you know, sexually suggestive faces at the camera, but she's, she's pretty clothed comparatively in a lot of these. So it almost like Dave mentioned, or sorry, Doc mentioned in the the beginning of this does seem like the emergency maneuver, you know, to like pull the ripcord and say like, this is our last, last ditch effort to try and drum up controversy for this album. Because if you look at even so I think it's like the last, I don't know, ever since the album cover came out, it's like everything has been about this, this position, you know? So everything has been about like mocking this position, her in this outfit. Um, she's even got like Marge Simpson in, in this position. So it's like, she's trying to drum up con- controversy. She's trying to start a conversation. She's trying to get her fans to stick up for her, defend her, even yell at her and tell her that she's wrong just so that she's relevant. Mm. Right. And, you know, some of the reaction online has been really interesting. I, I've seen people that I follow on Twitter complain and sort of 
pull the old person maneuver, right? Where it's like, back in my day, we had rap, female rappers like Lauren Hill for, for, for young girls to look up to. And now they have Nicki Minaj. And like, I don't know. I, I, I see, I, and I've seen a number of people sort of responding to that. And, you know, I had two immediate thoughts on that, which is, number one, I think our culture is much more sexualized than it was. Way more. Mm-hmm. And then I, my second thought is, I'm like, um, hello, little Kim. Um, yeah. little, little Kim, Kim wasn't Kim wasn't the first one. No, not at all. Right. But like, I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, there was, you know, Little Kim and Foxy Brown in 1996. There was no mistake that they were trying to use sexuality to sell Little Kim much more. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the all you had to do was press play on this uh, uh, on hardcore when you bought it. The first song, the, 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 in, first the intro, bar. the intro. You remember the intro? No, I don't. There you go. Don't you, you can never let your child listen to, listen to that, right? Oh, she won't. Uh, <laughs> you got a long list. She's never listening to the Dog Pound album. She's never. <laughs> never. Let's play house. No. Right. Um, but no, like you know. Uh, but I think in a weird way, I think I think Nicki Minaj is held to a different standard because she can actually rap. Yeah. And we know that she more or less writes for herself. Yeah. You don't think she writes for herself? Uh, I I don't define write for yourself in 2014. I think everybody has more help than they're leading on. And I'm not one of those rappers who I got to write everything. No, no, no. We all get help. But it's like, to what degree do you get help to where you can brag about not getting help? Well, so, all right. So, Little Kim, we all knew. I mean, there's, in fact, evidence has leaked out online, right? I mean, Biggie wrote that first album for her, right? Yeah. Um, And so... With Kim, like her package was the sexuality and, you know, at that time it was she working with like, you know, Puffy and Big and she's got these big name producers and everything else. And it was this sort of package deal. You know, Nicki Minaj can rap. Yep. And so I almost wonder if she, as opposed to somebody like Iggy Azalea, nobody thinks Iggy Azalea can rap. Yep. Nobody. So like, you know, even her fan, you know, I... (laughs) Like if you want, if you want to say you're a fan of her music, you like her songs, like that's fine. But nobody thinks she's a really good rapper. But I, I wonder if because Nikki, it's like I mean, even just the fact that we had this conversation about oh, she's pulling the ripcord, you know, she's because it's because we know that she can rap. Yeah. Is there is there a double standard because of that? I I don't know. It I I you know just because you're the most talented doesn't necessarily mean you're the most popular and it almost makes me, I mean, she's got assets. I'm, I'm totally, I mean, if I look like her, heck I might not wear clothes. Um, (laughs) I don't. So I do. Um, but what I was going to say is that, you know, it's, it's a shame that she had to sort of, she had to resort to this and not necessarily say like sink down to Iggy's level or anything like that. But like in a way she's, she's going back to this, shock value sexuality as a last result even though we know that she's a better rapper and we know that she's more talented you know maybe because it's a shame that she feels threatened by this and it's you know a shame that this is sort of like what's become popular but you have to ask yourself you know do you want to be the most talented or do you want to be the most popular question since we're comparing Nikki and Iggy Iggy hasn't done anything near this in her career right right she's not that um, I'm like doing a doing a real time re- real time Twitter here. Um, this is beautiful. She's she's out researching you, Doc. I, I'm shocked. Listen, I do my research pre-show. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you, you you have at least two wiki visits per show, right? 
Um, people hear my, my keyboard pretty much all the time. Um, <laughs> while we're, while we're looking for that. No, I, you know, um, yeah, I don't really, I don't know. Am I crazy? I don't really see. No, I don't think, I mean, even just like an image search, I wouldn't say that anything is like this provocative, but I mean, I'm, I'm sort of also, I don't know. And I don't even know if Nikki has, or I don't even know if Iggy has made a song as explicit as one of Nikki's. So let's keep it real. Right. The name of the song, and Doc, we talked about this oh, last I, week. We didn't even talk about the, the reference to the name, the name of the, of the song. song. Like, okay, so Doc, you talked about this last week when you would make clean edits for Superstar J. Like, even <laughs> though the song is clean, there are no cuss words or anything like that. You right. still know what, you can put two and two together right. fairly easy, especially nowadays. The name of the song is called Anaconda. Like, do, and, and this is what we talked about on, here's a good question. We talked about last week, I was just listening to last week's show today, actually. Um, <laughs> we talked about how, you know, a record like Looking, the content wasn't conducive to radio. Right. Because, it, you know, I mean, was it because of the N-word? Was it, you know what I'm saying? Like, because on the flip side of that, a record like Anaconda depending on the radio edit, can totally exist on radio. Absolutely. Um, if every girl can exist on the radio, shoot, any sexual song can exist on the radio somehow, some way. They'll make it work. Right. And, you know, the, the ju- you know, the <laughs> Anaconda with that cover, it's very, I mean, you know, they're making it abundantly clear this is what we're talking about. Um, in a way that, you know, you can still buy the iTunes clean the, the clean version on iTunes I'm sure and it'll have the same cover and the same title right um <sighs> Kelly can you rescue us what's going on <laughs> sorry I got lost in my research now <laughs> <laughs> I was like nerding out over here it's okay like, oh. it's just like a big there's like the Pulp Fiction light coming from your from your laptop oh right. my gosh right um do, does it even matter what the song sounds like at this point yes how so? At the end of the day, I think it still always comes back to the music. And like Nikki still needs a record. This happened, you know, presumably, but there's really good evidence. We can put, you know, we can, you know, connect the dots and, you know, have a have a pretty good idea that this happened because the singles beforehand did not work. Right. So this this has to be a record that they can work and that will work. It has to. Because if it's if it's this and then you know, the song is whack. She's going to, she's not even going to be on Playboy. She's going to be like on media takeout. Like the day the album comes out, just stark naked. <laughs> and that's just going to be it. Something's going to leak and it's going to go from there. But why? I mean, Nikki has this whole other world outside of the music she makes. Right. She, she was on American Idol, right? I mean, the, her, the name Nicki Minaj resonates beyond people who even know that she exists for like in terms of of music you know in terms of her actual music output so i I don't know i mean if this doesn't hit don't they just sort of regroup like what's the there's is there a pressure to put an album out um i just think at this at this point she has spent all of 2014 putting out records reestablishing herself as an mc removing herself from the pop aspect that she was trying to go for for go for for a while um the natural look um you know freestyle she was talking about putting a mixtape out if they're going to regroup 
they have to regroup from the regroup because to me, this whole 2014 has been a regroup from, you know, all the other records that she was doing on her last two albums. So I think now your regroup is put the album out and find out what songs um, your audience is um, gravitating towards because, you know, that's the story of how Starships was born. That was Taylor Swift said she loved that song. And then that's what blew it up. Nope. You always say that. It's the other one. Um, Which one? Moment for Life. No, not Moment for Life. No, not Moment for Life. It wasn't Starships. It was off the first album that she had a song Um, that blew up. Super Bass. Thank you, Super Bass. I always get those two confused. Okay, so yeah. uh, Taylor Swift likes Super Bass, and then that's what blew it up. She needs to have one of those moments again where her audience picks the single for her because obviously, you know, if we're going by what she thinks or what her team thinks, they're not really in the best position right now. So basically, the position they like to be. so basically what you're saying is that she needs to find a really super, super popular musician, um, <laughs> pay her or him to basically endorse the album and be like, oh man, I really love that Nikki track, blah, 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 whatever it is off the I new just, album. I just think she, I mean, it could even be just tweets like you'll see as an artist you know, you'll see people who tweet you and say, this song is dope. This is good. This is good. This is good. But if you see the most of consistently, go with that song. Go with that song and put and push that. Put a video out for that. Work that record. It, what's interesting is like, so apparently uh, Polo to Dawn and the interns are producing Anaconda. So that, yes. gives, that gives you a clue a little bit to the sound. So Stock sounds. Here, here's the, oh, see, look at you. We, we can get really nerdy and pick on Paul. I say um, that's, that that was your that was your open door to get nerdy. Nope, nope, not gonna do it. Um, what I was gonna say though is, like if you if you turn on if you turn on the radio if you're hearing it. So if you're turning on just a generic like whatever radio station, if you hear a hip hop record, it either has Drake on it or it has a DJ Mustard beat. And if you turn on quote unquote urban radio, well, you're pretty much hearing the exact same thing, just a lot more DJ Mustard beats, right? Mustard on the beat, right? So the the and I'll even I'll lump fancy into that because fancy, of course, is just a ridiculous DJ Mustard ripoff. So <laughs> the is it possible that she's just releasing music into a climate that does? I mean, basically, they're gonna like she's not. Let me put this away. I'm sorry. Let me regroup. She's she's not clearly not in these first singles catering to the sound of what's on the radio right now. So she's sort of relying on the Nicki Minaj brand to carry her through, right? This yeah. seems bizarre to me because if you're at the point where you're releasing a single, a cover for a single that looks like the cover for Anaconda, but you are, we'll use the word friends because who knows what, right? But you work with Drake, who pretty much everything that he puts his hands on makes its way to radio these days. Isn't that the emergency ripcord move before you do this? You're trying to tell me she doesn't have a potential single with Drake? If she doesn't, right. somebody fire her team. Right. True. Right. So True. like I I'm maybe Anaconda will sound great and it'll work, but the fact that like she's going with this cover for a record produced by Paula De Don and the interns, <laughs> unless there's some crossover hook, how does that make it to pop radio? I don't even know if Nikki wants to do pop radio. Pills and Potions is produced by Dr. Luke and co-written by Esther Dean. That's a pop play. But pop in the sense of like super bass. Like okay. that type of pop. Like, I, I don't know. Cause even, like I said, like even with pills and potions, as pop as it is, she's still rapping on that song. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I remember her old, she did an interview with, I think the breakfast club like a year or two ago. And she was so adamant about representing New York and I'm New York hip hop. Remember that the conversations we would have doc about the whole summer jam debacle and, 
you know, why that was so important to her. Like, I don't know if she's as concerned with pop radio as I guess she should be where she is as an artist. Maybe that's true, but, you know, I guess the only thing is, assume, you know, I'm guessing the type of budgets that she's being given and the sort of people that she's being put in the studio with, that that starts to build up a <laughs> that builds up a bill that needs to be paid Absolutely. by what her label is used to getting from her albums, Absolutely. which included crossover hits. Absolutely. Right. I and mean, what, did that, we learn any did we learn anything um, from um, from what happened with Gaga? Uh, yeah. That, right. I mean, that's that, that's possibly a little different, but like, I don't know. We've talked about this before, like and Kelly, I'm interested to hear your feedback on this. Like, okay. We've talked about artists who they might get the wrong impression, like they sort of make uh, an album and they sort of learn the wrong lesson from it. Right. What do you so, mean? so I'm trying to think of a, of a really good example here. Um, so I would use big crit, but I don't, I don't think I'm guessing you probably don't listen to big crit. Armand, what's another good example? Um, uh, that we've talked about on past shows. I'm sort of going blank here, but basically, like, all right. So I'm so our audience. Our audience is yelling it's at us. Yelling right now. at us right now <laughs> with tons of person. examples. Uh, is is Wiz an example? Um, is Wiz Khalifa an example? Uh, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he's learned that mistake yet. We'll know based off of this next album, but I don't know if he's learned the mistakes that he's making with these first two albums. All right. So, all right, Kelly. Imagine this. Imagine after there college dropout. Okay. Imagine if Kanye's takeaway from that was, you know what? I need more records like Workout Plan. Oh. Right. That would have been awful. Yeah. Right? And so sometimes this kind of happens where people look at the results of an album, they look at what's sold, and they sort of go, okay, these are the type of records I need to make. And this, this really works against Nikki because she has very different fan bases. She has the fan base that knows her from the Pepsi commercial, that knows her from American Idol, that knows her from Starships. And then she has this other completely separate audience that wants to hear her rap like she did on Dark Twisted Fantasy. Right? So the question with Nikki is, which way does she go? And based off her past experiences, is she making the wrong choices? Right? Is she, is she learning the wrong lessons? Does that make sense? I, it definitely makes sense. I think it's... I think. What's really difficult is when you, like, I look at Nikki and I think that she is really innovative and I think that she, you know, pushes the envelope in a lot of ways, but, you know, and she's obviously really talented. So I think it's tough when you're trying to appeal to so many different fan bases, you know, like you really can't please everyone at the end of the day. So it's like, I mean, I think a smart move on her part, like, you know, obviously I haven't heard the album or anything, like I've just heard the singles, but I think that Armand to kind of your point, like, you know, you should sit down, look at the numbers, look at the, like, look at the demographics, even just from a marketing perspective and see like who's listening to what, and then kind of decide like, all right, well, you know, what's important to me? Do I want to be, do I want to be known as this, you know, pop pleasing princess maybe princess is the wrong word, but like, you know, someone who appeals to that starships, American idol, um, you you know, demographic where I can have the numbers and the money that is going to make my record label happy. Or do I want to, you know, be a little bit, I guess true to yourself is maybe not the, not, not the right word, but a little grimier, 
a little grimier, a little grittier, a little bit like not afraid to just be like, let me freestyle. Let me, you know, not, not fit the mold so much and not, you know, be so cookie cutter or be so what everyone is expecting, I guess. Um, and decide like, what's more important. Does she want to be an innovator? Or does she want to be, does she want to make money, like make a lot of money and, and be popular? So it's like, you know, I think if she's going for the, the pop route, then, you know, she can have a few tracks on her album that don't fit that mold, you know, that might make her older fans happy, you know, who see her for the talented person that she is. And that's not to say that you can't be in pop and be talented, but you know, I think that if she were to do the reverse formula and then try to, you know, come out as this, you know, dynamic person who's doing, you know, like what isn't going to appeal to the masses. And then she has a few songs that do, you know, it's kind of like banking everything on like one or two songs. And I don't know. That's just my thought. So basically you're saying, Kelly, that she's going to have to hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah, basically. She can't, she can't be, she, she can't be, and she could if she wanted to do like a 50-50, if she wanted to like split all of her albums in half or if she wanted to come out with like one kind of album and then immediately come out with something else. But I mean, then she's going to have people that are buying, you know, like the people that see her on the Pepsi commercial and see her, you know, with her pink hair and they're expecting something when they, you know, like download the album and then they're getting something completely different. So either she has to sort of water down her mess, like water down her approach to music to appeal to the pop people, or she has to just go like gung ho and, you know, full force and just not care what people think and not care so much about numbers. Armand, I think you know what the answer to this is. What's that? I think she needs to, to try the Nelly sweatsuit concept, right? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. We hope you enjoyed Side A of this week's episode. Please check out Side B at clockradiospeakers.com.